chapter 47. I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible, but Ezekiel chapter 47, starting at the first verse. I'm just reading one through nine. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47, starting at the first verse, verses one through nine. When you have it, say amen. If you need a minute, say I need a minute. Again, that's Ezekiel uh, 47, one through nine, and it reads, now he brought me back to the entrance to the temple. I saw water pouring out from under the temple porch to the east. The temple faced east. The water poured from the south side of the temple, south of the altar. 
He then took me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the gate complex on the east. The water was gushing from under the south front of the temple. He walked to the east with a measuring tape and measured off 1,500 feet, leading me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet, leading me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet, leading me through water that was waist deep. He measured off another 1,500 feet. By now, it was a river over my head, water to swim in, water no one could possibly walk through. He said, son of man, have you had a good look? Then he took me back to the riverbank. While sitting on the riverbank, I noticed a lot of trees on both sides of the water. He told me this water flows east descends to the Oraba and then into the sea, the sea of stagnant waters. When it empties into those waters, the sea will become fresh. The word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. God, we thank you for allowing us another Sunday just to give you glory, honor, and praise. God, we ask that you would remove any hindrances that are in our minds this morning. God, anything that would separate us from being able to praise and worship you. Have your way in this service, God. Touch these musicians, God. Touch the preacher today, God, as he brings the word, God. Let only what you want to be seen and heard happen on today. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart say amen. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Say amen. Hallelujah in this place. Jesus clears the way 
You ever had to have a little talk with him? Oh, come on, maybe it's just me. You have to talk to him often because watch this. When you start talking to him, other folks will start talking to you. That's what's trying to itself right there. That's, y'all just missed it. If you, the minute you start talking to him, other folks will start talking to you. My, my, my. Have a little talk with Jesus. Amen. Again, I wanted to welcome you this morning uh, to the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We have just a few announcements. Uh, I'm going to talk about the concert shortly, uh, but I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. Y'all just, can y'all just do me a favor? Just start clapping real good right now. Just clap. Just, just clap. See, I want to be on a free clap. Free clap, right? Because Ebenezer, you should celebrate you for what you did over this last Thanksgiving week. You should celebrate you. I'm clapping for you because you guys did we, we, I should say we, we did an amazing Amazing thing. First, I want to thank uh, those volunteers who came out and packed 50 boxes so that 50 different families would have their entire Thanksgiving meal to our outreach ministry. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm telling you, thank you for Pastor Person as well. I know he already said it, but thank you so much for those of you who took the time to pack up boxes. And some delivered boxes, some stayed here where boxes were, uh, where people came and picked up boxes. So thank you to all of you who did that. Then, watch, we didn't stop there. Because normally we stop right there. But we went a step further. We then were able to, thank you to uh, the Harris family for cooking, but we were able to feed 85, over 80, we made over 85 different hot meals for people. And we took them out and delivered them all throughout the Chicagoland area. Oh, come on now. Just, oh, Lord, have mercy. <clears throat> Let me tell y'all something. It was a wonderful idea, and we're going to do even bigger and better next year, but I just want to share this real quick story about one of, my, uh, uh, one of my deliveries. So I took, I think they put 22 in the box that I had. Uh, I had a little box in my car, so I put 22 dinners in there, and we're driving, I'm driving around, so I went to the designated spot uh, over on Sacramento and like Chicago Avenue over in that area. They have what was one of the spots they call Tent City, and so they have tents that are underneath the viaduct. So I went on the north side of the street first, and, and I, you know, so I pulled up, and, and so I didn't see nobody out there. It was nice out, too. Remember last week, Wednesday, it was nice out. So I go, and I said, well... I said, anybody here, anybody want something to eat? Nobody said nothing, right? So I wasn't going to go knock on the tent. I don't bother people like that. So I popped the U-turn and went to the south side of the street. On the south side of the street, there's a couple of fellas out there, and I said, hey, are you guys interested in a hot meal? So I had one brother. One brother came over to me and said, yeah, I see what you got. Let me see what you got. And so he walked over there real quick, and I handed him the, the, the plate. You know, it was a plate with everything on it. I mean, every Thanksgiving dish that was available was on it, turkey, dressing, I mean, I think it was ham, macaroni, and cheese. I mean, it was all kind of food, good stuff, and cranberry sauce. Huh? The good cranberry, look, look. I know, look, y'all know I'm a little bougie. You know, we, my people make up that homemade cranberry sauce. But we talking about the cranberry sauce out the can with the lines on it. So you know where to cut, you know. <laughs> so you know where to cut, you know. So anyway, the brother took it, and so as he was walking back, he opened it, and he, he tasted the dressing. Let me tell you who made the dressing. He tasted the dressing, and I can't say what he said. I really want to, but I get in trouble. He said, hey, y'all. He started yelling back to the other people at the tent. 
He said, y'all better come get this stuff here because this ain't stove top. He said, this is the good stuff they got. He said, this ain't that other stuff we got the other day. He said, this is the good stuff. All of a sudden, everybody come out the tent. So I was able to drop off quite a few meals there. Then I went back around the corner. There was another few people out there in, in tents, and I pulled up to them, and they were, man, thank you so much, right? So it was only two of them. I said, well, y'all look like y'all eating a little more than two, so I gave them four. And they took them. So then I had, so that went around. I passed out a few more. So then I get down to, to, to uh, about two meals left, and I'm still on the west side because that's where my assignment was. I still went to the west side. While I'm driving around, Deacon Mayberry calls me. He said, man, I ran out already. He gave, I gave all mine out on Plasky and Jackson. Every one of them. I think he had about 15, 16 in his car, and he gave all his out. So it was just an amazing time. I'm going to tell you, I just felt great. I just felt great. The last meal that I gave away, I was on my way. I had to go out um, west to go get some stuff, more stuff for my mama to cook. Right? I had to go get something. I had to go get. Oh, I needed some red wine for the oxtail. We'll talk about that later. But I had to go to the store, so I'm driving up Cicero, up, up Jackson, and there's a couple sitting on the, at the gas station on the little stoop. And so I said, you know what? I was on the phone with Tanya. I said, I'm going to pull over right here, and I'm going to get in. I'm going to see if they want this. And I pulled over. I said, excuse me. Hey, how y'all doing? They said, hey, how you doing? I said, I have one hot meal left. I know it's two of y'all. And she said, it's going to be enough. And she took it and started eating right there. And I, I, was, I was upset that I didn't have an extra one. I started thinking about it. But it just lets us know there's so much more work for us to do, church. Ebenezer, give yourself a hand clap. Thank you to all that donated your time, your money, your, your skills. Those who came out to pack, we had a good time packing food up in that kitchen. It was fun. But, man, it was a great time. So thank you. Me. Know what's going on with this mic. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for all of that. Uh, another announcement, thank you too. I didn't know who all showed up, but give yourselves a hand for who showed up Thursday morning to the service at, was that Monumental? Is that where it was? At Monumental. God bless you. Thank you for those who came out and supported as you always do. Now look, let's get to it. I ain't going to talk too long. December 3rd, <clears throat> you know what the assignment is. <clears throat> December 3rd, the benefit for the birthplace. That's yours. That's you. That's us. That's us. The benefit for the birthplace of Chicago. I've seen you all buying tickets. God bless you. Thank you. I know some of you bought manual tickets. God bless you. No, thank you so much. Those of you, I see the numbers coming in online for you buying the tickets. Uh, we are so excited for the benefit of the birthplace of God's views. That is this coming Saturday. That's this coming Saturday. So please, please, please get your friends, your neighbors. We need you to continue to push this because it is so that we can get to that magic number so that the outdoor restoration can start. Amen? So we're pushing that. So remember, it's going to be Walt Whitman and the Soul Children. It's going to go down the list. For those of you online, you can see it already. But it's Walt Whitman and the Soul Children of Chicago. They will be the headliners. They will be here. Sean McCurtis and friends. Eric Kirk and True Worship. All of these are Chicago artists. Uh, Peral Shante, she will be here. Can't wait to see her again in person. And then Minister Shannon T. Lowe and the Lowe family will be here. And it's a whole lot of them, y'all. So it's going to be a Holy Ghost good time gospel concert with Chicago homegrown Chicago artists and hosted by 1390 iHeart's own Sonia Blakey. She will be here. And I was so excited. 
Beverly texted me last week. She said, I heard our advertisement on the radio on 1390, and it sounds real good. I was excited. I was glad somebody heard it. But look, so look, we're, we're doing all we can, but we need you to continue to push, push, push. To those who are going to volunteer for helping of that night, I'm gonna, we're going to huddle up right after service because there's a few things, a couple of I's, we got to dot and some T's we need to cross. But other than that, I thank you so much for all that you're doing already. Now, look, let's do this. Let's continue in worship. We've done enough talking for today. Let's continue in worship. Amen? Amen.
Sometimes y'all don't listen to the words to the song. Eh? My, my, my. I tell you all the time, words matter. Look, before we get to uh, the announcements, I do want to make sure I mention, uh, I'll get the right date if y'all can help me with the toy drive. What date is the toy drive? December the 18th. Thank you. Thank you. Right, say something to me. Say something to me. December the 18th. Don't forget our toy drive. If you have a toy to bring, the boxes in the back 
Uh, if you have some toys that you want to help out with, we are trying to give and, and, and support as many families and children as we can. So the toy drives, again, we thank our outreach ministry uh, for, for always leading in that area. Uh, also, also, I had a card that I wanted to read. I didn't read it during the announcements, and then we'll get right to the next part of our service. It says, thank you, thank you. It says, we the Jefferson family, Derek, Miles, and Jaconda would like to thank our amazing church family for supporting us through our adoption journey. Thanks to everyone that came out to uh, the party on, 11, on November 12th. And most importantly, thank you, Pastor Person, for everything that you've done, yours in Christ, the Jefferson family. Give them a hand. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Congratulations again. Congratulations again. But it is offering time, church. It is offering time. It's that time of the service where you can look. Maybe you could hit all them notes on whatever it is, because I was over there struggling. But maybe if you could hit all them notes, but this is the part of the service that you most definitely can participate in. Amen. Amen. There are several ways to give. Our ushers are coming down for those in the house, but there's several ways to give online. You can give online at EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org, uh, and hit the Give Now button there. Hit the Give Now button. You can also give by phone. Text to give 312-779-0146. Again, 312-779-0146. You can also give by mail or by dropping off your gift right here at 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And then, of course, you can give by Zelle 773 or Quick Pay 773-960-9028. Again, 773-960-9028. If you are in the house and you need those digital instructions, just ask the ushers for one of the little cards with all those instructions on it, and they will uh, definitely help you out with that. Amen. Let us pray for the offering. Amen. Father God, we come again, Lord, just first to say thank you as always. God, we thank you, God, that even at a time like this, God, you still continue to show us mercy and grace. Now, God, we ask that when we, when, we, when we receive this offering, God, that you would not only do what you do, God, but multiply it, God. Send it even 100-fold so that we can continue to do the work of the ministry that you have assigned to us at this place. We pray now that you bless both the gift and the giver. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
to recognize. Do we have any visitors in the house? Any guests in the house? I don't like the term visitors. Any guests in the house? Just wave your hand. First time guests. Any guests? Hey, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We are excited as always. Uh, what's the best thing about this year, this year <clears throat> is that we seems like we've had a guest or a visitor every week uh, that we've been that uh, every week since the pandemic lifted. People have been coming from overseas. People have just been coming to stop in. They just want to see, can I come and peek in and see what's going on at the birthplace of gospel music? So we're grateful for you and your presence today. Thank you, and God bless you. Amen. 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 Prior to the pandemic, everybody would have been bum-rushing you and giving you a high five and everything, but we still try to keep it a little a little light. Amen. 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 It is prayer time. It is prayer time. And uh, our prayer list is always extensive. I love that song because it just reminds, again, it's the words for me. It's the words for me. But our uh, prayer list is always extensive. There are always people being added, people being taken off. And I say this all the time. The prayer list is not always for sick people. It's not always for sick people. Sometimes folks just need prayer. Sometimes folks want you just to pray. Sometimes folks want you to take their name to God just in case he didn't hear them. So that's why you ought to be mindful uh, of when we do this, when we do this. So what I will do today is I will open up the altar. You can come down. We got plenty of room for y'all to come and stand. So y'all can make y'all way down to the altar. Uh, if you want to come down, you can. If you want to stand in place, you can. You can do that as well. Intercessory prayer is a powerful thing, but it's also, I don't want to scare nobody, it's also dangerous. Because see, when you say, I'm going to stand in the gap for somebody, that's you saying, I'm going to stand in the gap between whatever's going on with you and helping you get your word or message <clears throat> to God. Not that God don't already hear you, but intercessory prayers, you standing in the gap for somebody who possibly cannot stand for themselves. Maybe there's some people here who you don't know. Make room, y'all. Come on, spread out. Come on, plenty of room. Plenty of room. Stop look, 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 y'all know I'm a little different. Stand on, come on down on that carpet. Step on the carpet. Got, there we go. Get down on there. Come on. That's, 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 that's yeah. To be I need the Lord. I need thee. And 
God, we recognize that even when we're lost and when we're confused, you still find a way to show up, God. And for that, we said thank you. Lord God, you heard every name that was called on this list, God. You even know the names that were not called or may have been missed, God, but we're trusting and we're believing in you today. God, we know that you can do anything but fail. God, as the hymn says, God, I, I need thee, God, and this is the hour that Ebenezer is calling on you, God. God, you know what we stand in need of. You know what these families stand in need of on today. Lord God, we're praying right now that you would put your arms of protection around them on today. God, that you would clear any confused minds on today, God. Anybody that's suffering from anxiety on today, God, we're asking that you would clear their minds right now, God. God, whatever the confusion might be, God, whatever the darkness might be, God, we know that you are the light, God. And we're trusting that you would lead us through this valley on today. God, we here at this church, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, God, we're trusting you today. God, we've been trusting you for over a hundred years, God, and we're still trusting that you're the same God then, and you're the same God today. And God, we're even believing that you'll be the same God on tomorrow. God, there are those that are standing in front of your altar on today, God. You know their purpose today. You know why they're standing here today. Some are standing for themselves. Some are standing in the gap for somebody else. God, we're trusting that you would move through every connected hand today. God, that you would move through every hand and make your way to every household today. Make your way to every job today, God. Make your way to every vehicle they rode in on today, God. Even those standing out in the congregation today, God. You know why they're standing. God, we're praying for them right now. We're lifting them up to you, God. Whatever it is, whatever it is they stand in need of, God, we're praying right now, God, that you would make it so. God, we're trusting and believing that you can do any and all things. God, because we know that there is no name greater under the heavens than the name of Jesus Christ. So, God, we're praying right now, God. We're praying to the great mediator, God, the one who stands before you, God, who stays in your ear on our behalf, God, even when the enemy comes to set us up, God. We're praying, God, that you would hear a word from your son, Jesus, the one who died for us on Calvary's mountain, the one who gave his life for us. We're praying, God, that you would continue to keep us in the hollow of your hand. God, there's some who are standing today, God, who might not know what their next move is. But God, we're trusting that you will show them the way. God, there's some who are standing who might be confused on today. God, there's some who are standing who might just need a touch from you today, God, just to ease their mind on today. God, there may even be some who are standing with pain in their body today. God, there may be some who have depression in their spirit on today, God, but we cast it back to the pits of hell where it came from on today, God, we pray. Lord God, we're just thankful. We're thankful for another Sunday. 
another Sunday where we can come and gather and give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. God, now we pray that those standing and those listening at the sound of my voice, those on social media and YouTube, wherever they may hear me, that at the end of this prayer, everything that they prayed for would begin to manifest. God, we're praying that everything, every desire of their heart, God, if it be in your will, that it would begin to manifest even right now. God, we're praying in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we're praying in the mighty name of Jesus. We're praying, God, in your darling son, Jesus. God, we're praying in the master's name of Jesus Christ. Let every heart say amen. Oh, come on, say amen. Oh, say it like you mean it in your spirit, amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just high five the person that you see. Hallelujah. He's been too good not to give him the Lord. it all, but now I see how you were there for me, and I can say I never would have made it, I never could have made it without you, I would have lost it all, but now you were there for me and I can say I am stronger I'm wiser I'm better much better when I look back over all you brought me through I can see that you were there I can hold I never, never would have 
God a hand clap. Come on, put your worship right there. Put your worship right there. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture has already been read. I just want to go back to the eighth and ninth verse of Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47 chapter. Read the eighth and ninth verse where it says, He told me this. This water flows east. It descends to Araba and then into the sea, the sea of stagnant waters. When it empties into those waters, the sea will become fresh. The sea will become fresh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God is already blessed. Amen. I'm better, much better. I'm made it. Oh, I never would have made Come on, we can make 15 or 20 sound like 1500. Come on. 
last week at another church um, over at Silver Cloud I almost messed that up again Silver Cloud Missionary Baptist Church over on the south side last week um, good friend of mine, bowling buddy, Pastor Harry, Harry Singleton <clears throat> was celebrating I believe it was his 19th uh, pastoral anniversary and uh, so I got a chance to preach over there last week and um, Pastor person reminded me. He was like, you, you know you preach on Sundays, right? I said, uh, yeah. I ain't kind of forgot. But I said, yeah, yeah. And then I asked, I asked my wife. She was like, well, yeah, it's on your calendar. You told me. I said, oh, okay, well, there it goes. But often I, this is what happens when you stay in the Bible. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Okay, see, some of y'all missed it. But oftentimes I ask the Lord, what in the world am I going to talk to your people about? I, and I ask him always specifically for the house that I'm preaching in. Because I never want to try to preach. And, and, and anybody who's known me and been around me long enough, and, and Latanya can attest to you, I have yet to repeat a sermon because I believe that they are designed and designated for whatever house that I'm preaching in. So I won't take a sermon that I preached at Ebenezer and take it to another house and preach it somewhere else because God didn't give me the message for them. That's all right. That's all right. I didn't, say, I, I didn't tell you to clap. I just was letting you know. So, so I talked to the Lord, and I, and I asked him, I said, well, Lord, what would you have me to talk to your people about this morning? And, and, and it was a real simple situation after being directed to this particular passage of Scripture. It was real simple. Uh, just keep on moving. Don't stop. That's a song for some folk. Y'all don't remember that one. But keep on moving. Don't stop. I heard, I heard, I heard that in my spirit. Keep on moving, don't stop. Everybody says that. Everybody says, keep on moving, don't stop. If I can get just a little bit of help, I'm not going to bother you too many times today, I promise, I promise you. But if you could just find you a neighbor that's got some nice smiling eyes on the left or right of you and just look at him and say, keep on moving, don't stop. Yeah, yeah, keep on moving. Don't stop. That is the title. That's the title of our sermon today. Keep on moving. Uh, don't stop. Here it is. When, when, when med- medical science says this, it, it tells us uh, that one of the most important factors pertaining to good health is exercise, something I could probably use a little bit of. Exercise. After this past Thursday, I'm sure we all could use 
a little exercise. I don't know about y'all, but I probably committed three or four sins at the same time, all of them starting with gluttony and ending with gluttony. Y'all pray for the preacher. I did my best damage as much best I could early on in the day, in the middle of the day, and even later on in the evening. But science says that uh, uh, moving, keeping motion and moving is good for your health. They say that a body in motion stays in motion, which, which means that it's much, much easier to keep something in motion than it is to have to start moving something from a stationary position. So this is why they encourage all of us, no matter what age we are, no matter how tall, how big, how whatever situation we are, they encourage us to keep on moving. Well, church, see, the parallel to that is it means that the same thing is true in the natural as it is in the spiritual. So, so watch this. Momentum is paramount. It means you have to learn how to keep on moving. Movement is evidence that there is still life. Yeah, see, dead stuff don't move. Movement is evidence that there is still life. And where there is life, there is hope. And where there is hope, I will get just a little bit of help. There is potential for miracles, signs, and wonders. If we go back to our text, if you, if you read the text a little bit, I have to admit that there's so much in the text that I'm really not going to be able to unpack it the way I would want to. So I'm going to try to give you the best of ours that God allowed me to see today. And watch this. In the text, I gave you the living or the message Bible translation because I wanted it to hit home in a way that would be different from good old King James. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong reading King James. I read it often because I just like the language. I, I like the, the, the old school Latin and, and this thou thereof and he there with twos and all of that. But the part that stuck out to me was that every time the prophet was taken to another 1,500 feet into the water, the levels changed. I wish y'all would get this. Watch this. You can't expect things to stay the same if you don't continue to move. Okay, watch this. If you want stuff to stay the same, just stand in the same position, keep the same thoughts, still be small-minded, still be suspicious, still have anxiety, still have the same problems, and then you're wondering, well, God, why don't you do something different? God is turning around telling you, why don't you move and make some movement for yourself? God is saying, why are you asking me to move you when I have laid the path straight for you? Come on now, so, 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 I, I like this because the prophet says, and he says at one point the water was up to his ankles. And then another point it was up to his knees. And then he said at another point it was waist high. And then at some point the water got so high that it was over his head. Then he said, to his surprise, there were trees growing on both sides. But I like the last part. He says, anything that, he says, the sea, what it was flowing into was stagnant. He said the water was stagnant, meaning dead, lifeless. But I like what he said. He said, every, piece, every, every drop of water that flowed from the temple that flowed into this sea, the sea would become fresh. There's a message in that for y'all. That's a message in that for them. Fish will abound in a dead sea because the waters will be healed. Wherever this water flows, everything will live. 
So we look here, we look here in Ezekiel 47 at this powerful revelation about how the stream became a river. Not because, watch this, there was more water, but because the force of the water had changed from God's side, but got into Ezekiel's proximity. I'm going to help you real quick. I want you to pay special attention to where this river came from. It came out from the temple. It didn't stay in the temple. It came out from the temple. For those of you who have been a part of our Bible studies over the last five to six months, we've been talking about evangelism. We've been talking about going out into the street. We've been talking about going out and reaching people. What does that mean? That means we need to get out of the temple. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody was listening. Amen. Watch this. And notice everything starts at the door. Jesus is the door to our Father's house, and he is the access to our Father's presence. The Bible tells us that no man comes to the Father except, come on now, then notice this, that this river issued and it flowed out from under the right side of the altar. I always wonder why the Bible is so specific, because the Bible, the scripture tells us that it flowed from the right side of the altar. You do know the altar is the place of surrender and sacrifice. The altar is the place where we crucify self. The altar is the place where our wills and our plans and our desires must die so that Christ's life can manifest through us. Just as Moses had to remove his shoes when he got to the altar, the altar is where we remove our shoes of personal ambition and self, uh, uh, self-gratification and we embrace the divine destiny that Christ has given us. To put it real bluntly, the altar is the place where the old man has to die and the new man in Christ can live. And just like the water that came from underneath the altar, we must live under the weight of the altar that kills our flesh every day. Remember, Jesus said these words, Luke 9 and 23. He said unto them all, if any man come after me, let him deny what? Himself. And take up what? His cross daily and follow me. If that ain't enough, come here, Paul. Paul said this in the book of Galatians in chapter 2 and 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, the river of God's presence and the power starts at the altar and the depth of the work at the cross. And it determines, watch this, the depth and the width and the force of the power and the river that flows through us. Let me help you real quick. The depth of the river is not the issue. It's us that's the issue. When the river flows, we have to be willing to allow God to move us in the direction he has for us. Mm. The deeper Ezekiel went into the river, the bigger the river got. Uh-huh. In other words, the more Ezekiel died, the more God's river showed up in his life. Uh-huh. The deeper the flesh went down, the stronger the flow of the river. Come on now. This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us this morning. There is more than what we're currently doing. If we can talk real honest, Ebenezer, and I know sometimes y'all know I probably say too much, but some of us have been ankle deep far too long. Okay, let's, let's, let, 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 let me take it all the way back to about 6.30 or 7 o'clock this morning. Some of y'all took a shower. 
Some of y'all took a bath. Ankle deep water don't do nothing for you. Huh? Because if you was in ankle deep water, you know, just give me a high five on the way out. We ain't got a hug. Amen. Amen. Watch this. The Christian life, watch this now. The Christian life is progressive. Uh huh. The Christian life is progressive. It simply means that progressive means that death and progressive in death and progressive in life. It doesn't matter how mature you are or how anointed you are. The truth is, you haven't seen anything yet. You see, this is no place to get comfortable and complacent, church. This is no place to just sit around idly by while other folk do all the work. Mm. Folk wonder why church folk get burnt out so quick because you got five, six, seven, eight, nine folks doing the job of 35, 45, and 50 people. But then those that don't do nothing have the nerve to turn around and say, how come we ain't growing? What are you doing? When was the last time you cultivated the soil? When was the last time you planted a seed? Well, we hungry. How come we hungry? Well, what do the garden like? When was the last time you went out there and tilled the dirt? We expect the same folk to do the same thing to carry everybody. That's not real life, people. That's not real life. You have to make the choice to get up and keep on moving. You have to choose to get, go, get up and get away from the comfortable things. You have to make that choice. It doesn't happen overnight. I don't expect you to get it overnight. What I expect you to do is to get up and stand boldly in your faith and say, God, wherever you send me, I will go. You have to choose dive into the word and search out the hidden riches that are in the Bible. You have to choose to sanctify yourself from the world and live a holy life. You have to choose. The preacher can't choose for you. Mama and daddy can't choose for you. The pastor can't choose for you. It's your choice on how you decide to live your life. You have to choose to seek be first the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. And his righteousness. You have to choose to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us. You have to choose. You see, believe it or not, going to church doesn't make you holy. I might be in trouble. Going to church don't make you holy. Watch this. Going to church don't make you no more holy than parking your Ford Escort underneath a Cadillac sign and saying it's a Cadillac. Huh? Somebody, somebody, I heard somebody say, well, preacher, preacher, I, I, I'm going through such a hard time and, and place right now. You, you don't understand how messed up my relationship is. You don't understand how crazy my family is. And you know what? I turn around and tell them, praise God. Uh-huh. You say, well, what? wait a minute now, now, now. That's a little harsh. Why would you tell somebody, praise God? Because let me tell you, that means you're still in the fight. Uh-huh. That means you're not dead yet. That means that you haven't been conquered. That means that there's still the possibility of you having everything that God promised you. That means, watch this, you're in the fight because you are disturbing hell. Or, watch this, if you wasn't bothering hell, the devil wouldn't be raising so much of it in your life. Folk who say, well, you know, everything is just going well and I'm, I'm just excited and everything is going well in my life. Well, guess what? That means you ain't disturbing hell at all. See, when you disturb hell, Satan gets upset. When you disturb hell, he sends his imps and his enemies after you. 
But when you're just a person who just comes to church and sits idly by and does a little clap and you go home and that's all you do. When you don't raise no hell, you ain't got to be bothered with no hell. I said raising hell. That ain't meaning for y'all to start stuff. That's a different conversation. But watch this, Ebenezer. You have to keep on moving. You have to keep on moving. I mean, seriously, you got to find somebody that you can look at in the church, that you can find, that you can talk to, and you can look them in the face and say, look, keep on moving. Don't stop. You have to learn how to tell them, look, it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to go to a place and hear some things that I've never heard before. Yeah, I'm going to start to feel some things that I never felt before. I'm going to do some things that I've never done before. I'm stepping into a new level of anointing. See, that's what this river is. That's what this river is. It's it's a new level of anointing. See, when you start making steps in the river, you start changing your address. Uh huh. See, when you start changing your address, watch this. Sickness and disease can't go where I'm going. I'm going to get a little help. Poverty and lack can't go where I'm going. Fear and anxiety and stress can't go where I'm going. Ebenezer, somebody is watching you. Somebody is waiting for you to get across the river. Somebody is waiting for you to walk out of the fiery furnace. Somebody is waiting for you to come through this valley of the shadow of death. Just do me a small favor. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to make it. Ah, I'm going to keep on moving. See, Ezekiel reached the place, watch this, I like it, where the water was too deep to walk. So he had to swim. But this is the place I like to call transition. Transition. See, he went from a place where he was still in control to a place where he had no control. And see, the problem, Ebenezer, that we have so many times is we don't want to give up control. We're afraid that if I give up control, I I, I might be put in a position or a place that makes me uncomfortable. Mm. See, what happens when we reach this place? This is the place of decision. This is where you either enter into a new dimension or you settle for a lesser level. I've, I've shared this analogy or biblical illustration with you several times about uh, 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 I watched this experiment on the Discovery Channel, Animal Ants Discovery Channel, and, and, and they took a, a, a frog and they put him in a pot with some, with some regular temperature water and they sat him in there and he stayed there and they took the pot and they took the pot and they put the pot on the stove and they turned the fire on low and the frog didn't move because he was comfortable. He said, my surroundings are still the same. This is what I'm used to. So I'm going to sit here. But here is the problem with frogs because they're amphibious. They can change with the temperature. So as the fire started, the water started to heat up, what the frog did was rather than him move, he just adjusted. He adjusted to the temperature. He stayed in the water. And as the water got warmer and warmer, he kept adjusting and adjusting and adjusting until the point where he realized, oh, Lord, they cooking me. But by the time he figured it out, them legs was no longer viable. He could no longer leave his circumstance. 
He was afraid to jump out. Watch this. When he had the strength, oh, God, help somebody. When he had the strength to make a change, he chose to stay in his same mess. Oh, my God. Mm. You see, 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 the river represents the flow of the Holy Ghost. You see, going with the current river means that you, watch this, you surrendered and you yielded to the will and the plan of the Holy Ghost. But many people will never make this transition because this is the place, watch this, where your feet are no longer deciding where you're going to walk. This is the place where, where your flesh has to come under subjection. This is the place where the Holy Spirit decides when and where and how far and how fast you will go. The Spirit decides your stops. The Spirit decides your starts. Your only support in all of this water is the Holy Ghost. This means you have left the land of logic and reasoning, and now you're in a dimension, watch this, where faith alone is keeping you. Everything you do, everything that you do is justified by faith. And as I said earlier, many people will never make this transition, and the reason is it's because they're afraid. They don't know what to expect. And they're afraid of losing control. Watch this. Some folks are afraid that they're going to lose their position. If God gave it to you, can't no man take it from you. Let me say that again. Let me look in the camera. If God gave it to you, can't no man take it from you. See, at this point of transition, watch this, something happens. Something happens. Up until this point, Ezekiel is in the river, and he's experiencing the increasing intensity of the current. He still has control, though. The water's at his ankles. He still has control. In other words, watch this, he watches, and he still knows, and he's able to walk wherever he wants to walk in the water. In spite of the intensity and the increasing current that the Holy Spirit is putting on him, Ezekiel is still saying, I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to walk where I want to walk. How many times have we been hearing God tapping us on the shoulder, but we continue to do whatever we want to do? How many times have we heard the voice of God saying, don't make that phone call. Don't make that phone call. Don't pick up that phone. Don't be in that mess. But we do it anyway. Holy Spirit trying to pull us to the right way, and we decide, well, I'm going to let her know how I feel anyway. And this is how you know you've been in ankle-deep water for too long, when you can turn around and cuss somebody out just like that, but you call yourself saved. Huh? I know that ain't, that ain't, that ain't. I know it ain't, y'all don't want to hear it. It is what it is. Because, see, when you've been in the real water, when you've been under the water, I'm not so quick to get so angry with you that I cuss you out. See, see that, that, see you, how, how saved are you when the first words out your mouth because it's something that God don't love? Mm. See, Ezekiel, while he's walking, his feet are still in charge. But once he hits the point of transition, there is no resistance. Now he's moving, watch this, once he's no longer in control, now he's moving in harmony with the river. Now his will is swallowed up by the will of the Holy Ghost. Now, watch this, God didn't overthrow Ezekiel's will. I want to be clear. God did not overthrow, come on, preach with me. He did not overthrow Ezekiel's will. Every step Ezekiel took in the river, he was a willing participant. Every step he took 
in the river, he was a willing participant. Watch this. He was willing to lose himself in the river. In other words, Ezekiel gave himself to the river just like Jesus did. Ah, watch this. When he said, when Jesus was in the garden and he said, if there is another way, uh-huh, let this cup pass from me. Ah, yeah. Nevertheless, not my will, but as thou wilt. I'm trying to preach this thing. The disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer, the model prayer says this. Let thy come, thy will. Oh, y'all know, know it too, huh? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This vision of Ezekiel is a vivid picture of what the Christian life turns from. You see, we go from converted to consume. We go from ankle deep to completely enveloped. We go from saved but carnal. From saved but critical. From saved but we still have a dirty mouth. From saved but we still have some habits and some hang-ups. From saved but we still bouncing back and forth. In the water, we just might be barely with our feet and our toes in the water because see we're afraid of what happens when the water gets above our waist you know for those who can't really swim y'all are getting the pool and you stay on the side depending on how tall you are you know you stay where it's about three or four feet you know because you stay there because i'm not i'm not a swimmer let me help y'all real quick i don't swim i can save my life but i can't help you just put it that way i'm not a swimmer i can save my life but eric you in trouble if you're waiting on me, can't do nothing for you. I can holler help. <laughs> I can holler help. Watch this. But when you allow yourself to just be taken by the water, remember, the water stands for the Holy Spirit. When you allow yourself to just be taken by the water, you can start to see major things in your life starting to change. Many of us, many of us are like that man, uh, Eutychus, who fell from the third-story window while Paul was preaching. See, we get so lost in the moment that we're not paying attention to what's going on. We get so lost in the moment and we're enjoying looking out the window and watching what God delivered them from instead of paying attention where God is sending us to. See, that's ankle deep water. Ankle deep water is a dangerous place because if you stay there for too long, every trial and every resistance and every threat, you can still see all these things and you spend more, you pay more attention looking at the things that are right around you than the things that God has for you. You see, when you quit moving, Ebenezer, and you stop progressing, you start dying. But I want to help you. There is no bottom to this river. There is no end to this river of God. There is no end to this thing. And another way to put it is the, 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 it, it's incomprehensible. It's, it's immeasurable. It's endless. But the path to fullness, this path to the depths of God in Christ, they will only manifest when you allow yourself to be taken by the river. Every step in the river is a greater step towards sacrifice. Every step in the river is a greater step towards self-denial. As your flesh disappears through sacrifice, the Holy Spirit will show itself more in you. The reason we're not seeing more moves of God is because we can't get our flesh out of the way. You see, and when people look at you, they should see the Jesus in you and not the you in you. Because the you in some of us is a mess. 
But if people would see the Jesus in you, uh, and they would start to see the Jesus through you. See, friends, if we just keep on moving and, 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 and forget all the stuff that is behind us and reach for and press toward the mark, as Paul said, for the prize of the high calling in God Christ Jesus. What is the prize of the high calling? It is possess him and be possessed by him. It is to be completely submerged in him until it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. I don't know about y'all, but it's hard. Daily, you have to get up and kill that old man. Daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes minute by minute, that old man that wants to get up and start in you and, 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 and start some stuff, you have to constantly get it. And I know I, I shared this with y'all before. I'm afraid of the old me. That's why I have to constantly throw another inch or two of dirt on him every day. Because, see, you know, you want to, you know, there's certain people, there's certain people, there's certain people that you want to let him up for. You know, like, you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey over here, I'm going to bother Jeffrey. Jeffrey could do something to me so bad, and I say, you know what, I'm going to let Jeffrey meet the old Damon. So I'm going to dig him up. I'm going to dig him up, Jeffrey. I'm going to dig him up. Here's the problem, and I told y'all this before. Here's the problem. The minute I let him out, oh, he's going to get Jeffrey. But then he's going to remember what Deacon Lee said three weeks ago. And then when he, when he, when he gets to Deacon Lee, he's going to remember something that, that, that Brother Mark said back in 2021. Because he's going to say, well, since I'm out, I might as well get everybody. So that's why you have to keep him buried all the time. You have to constantly keep him buried, keep him submerged, right? You have to let Christ live in you. You see, the river is deep, the river is wide, but you have to choose to move out into the river. You have to choose like, 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 watch this, you have to choose like Peter to get out of the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to choose that even though it's dark and it's a little rough, you have to choose that I'm going to let the Lord lead me in this whole thing. I, I know it may sound crazy. I know I may even look crazy in the process but I'm going to keep on moving. I know it's not looking good to everybody else, but I'm going to keep on moving. I know they say, well, y'all been at that church a long time. Don't look like nothing happening. We still moving. I know some folks say, well, why are you still in that situation? I'm still moving. You want to keep on moving because anything that ain't moving is dead. And let's do this, and I'm going to get out your way. See, nothing is going to stop me from moving. If I have to crawl to it, I'm going to crawl to it. Uh, if I have to walk to it, uh, I'm walk to it. Uh, if I get the opportunity to run to it, uh, I'm going to run to it. Uh, if I could swim to it, uh, I'll swim to it. Uh, if the Lord lets me fly to it, uh, I'll fly to it. But there's one thing that I will not do. I will not quit on him because he never quit on me. I will not quit on him because he never quit on me. I won't quit. I won't sit down. I won't sit on my laurels and rest. I'm going to keep on moving because my life depends on it. I refuse to die. Watch this. I refuse to live in hell and then turn around and die and go to hell. So see, I'm going to keep on moving while I'm here. While there's still breath in this body, no matter how old it might get, no matter how gray it might get, I'm going to keep on moving. I, 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 Miss Yvette, I'm not going to tell you to stop running no more. You just keep on moving. I, I'm going to keep on moving as long as I can. I'm going to work while it's day. Because when the night comes, no man shall work. 
Ebenezer, we have one thing we can do. One. And that's to keep on moving. Keep on pressing. Keep on pushing. Keep on moving. Don't stop, church. Don't stop, church. Don't, don't stop. Don't, I don't care what we accomplish. I don't care what we accomplish. Don't stop. We clap. We can celebrate. Then we can keep on moving. We can clap. We can celebrate. And then we can keep on moving. Amen. God bless you. That's all I got. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Keep on moving. The door of the church is open. The door of the church is open. This is the time. If you're not affiliated with the church, if you don't have a church home, if you've been out of fellowship, this is an opportunity for you to come and give your life to Christ. If you, if you know the Lord and you've been a part of a fellowship, but you don't have one, you've been disconnected, this is an opportunity for you to come. For those of you, uh, those of you online, for those of you online, you might be disconnected from a church and you don't know uh, where you want to go. There's an opportunity for you as well. The opportunity is now. The door of the church is open. The door of the church is open. If you're online, if you're one of our digital watchers online and you want to give your life over to Christ, uh, the information for that is on the screen right now. You can call, you can email us and just let us know. If you desire to be a part of us, you can email, join us. Join us at EMBCChicago.org. Join us at EMBCChicago.org. Let us know how we can be there.
the doors will open up at 4 o'clock. But, again, if you haven't gotten your tickets, uh, please, 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 if you're in person, you want to get your tickets in person, see one of the trustees. Any trustees in the room, raise your hand. If you got tickets, see all them folks? Yeah, all them folks, they got some tickets for you. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, if you want to buy them online, you can do that as well, uh, however you choose to do it. But please, please, ma'am, and sir, you don't want to miss this. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. I'm excited because I just get to sit back and, and watch and be a part. So it's going to be a great, great, great time. Let us all stand so we can be this one. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, God, for the time that we've had on today, God. We ask that you would be with us as we leave this place. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence of glory with exceeding joy. To the all-wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion now and forever. Every heart said amen. 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 Go in peace. Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap. Amen. Amen. God bless you, those of you watching on our digital stream. Amen. All right, y'all, real quick. Real quick. Uh, I need some people that's going to help volunteer. So if you guys come down here to the front so I, so I don't have to talk on the microphone. So make your way down here. You see where Deacon Taylor standing right here? Make your way down here. Uh, I need some volunteers so I can give you guys some instructions for Saturday. Make your way down. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. volunteer. I need you down here. need you down here real quick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. All right. So I don't want to talk on this microphone. Yeah, exactly. 